Should we all do the loud noise, loud noise clap? Should I make a sandwich? How about a three, two, one clap? Shall we try that? Clap or okay. quack? I'm going to do uh, three, two, CL- one quack. Let's do three, two, oh, one quack. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Fine. Three, two, one quack. quack. Let's try it one more time, please. Three, two, one quack. quack. Okay, great. That was... Thanks for that, Brian. That's uh, <clears throat> wonderful. <laughs> Let's try a show, friends. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, if you've got a solid internet connection and a Gmail account, you can stream games on Stadia for the next two months for free. Taika Watiti says, Iron Man, Thanos, everyone who died is back because science, so it's time to assemble. The Avengers. But that was just a big old lie for the laughs, for the gram, for the ticking and the talking. Oh no, Bad Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, We get our first look at Space Force on Netflix with Steve Carell, Lisa Kudrow, and a stacked cast. And story time on The Zone was so successful. Star Wars had to go and steal it. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zone's Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zone's Geek Out podcast, episode 80. We record this... Oh my... Hey, it's April 14th, 2020. So? Nobody cares, but today is the 26th anniversary of my being at the radio station. Oh, hey, yay. Hey, happy anniversary. So hey, weird. Here's to at least one more. <laughs> <laughs> so when you Dang. when you first started at the radio station, did you think fast forward 26 years and you'd be doing this? I'll have to say not at all. <laughs> not in the very least. Nope, not, nope, nope, mm. nope. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. I'm DJ Boitano. You can hear me in the Afternoon Zone every weekday doing the mixtape at 5. I'm Paul Bacino. I host that Afternoon Zone with my best friend Jenny West. I'm Art Aronson, a reporter for the Q in the Zone radio station, also part-time chief ambassador of marketing for Peachtree TV. Still. Oh, my God. (laughs) Still going with that. Okay. I'm Kirsten James. (laughs) I am not on TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> yes, there's been a big TikTok run of late. Le- the charge has been led by Brian, I think. It's mainly me. <laughs> who has put out an, an, an immense amount of videos, and some of them are absolute. most of them are absolutely fantastic, Brian. Uh, way to go. Brian's too good at it. I can't join now. Uh, I'm sure you'd kick my ass on TikTok, Kirsten. No, that hat thing? I was like, that's it. I'm not even bothering signing up now. <laughs> Hey, I was on TikTok for like a year before I even posted something just to post something. I normally just go on there and enjoy other people's creativity because I neither have the time nor the talent to make anything fun like that. Oh, but uh, it's TikTok a is good fun. TikTok hipster. Oh, whatever. I, I joined before everybody else did. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I, that's not... Okay, fine. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully as you hear this, we will all sound a little bit better, a little bit clearer, a little bit less internet artifactory, uh, because we, five people, um, have strung together five separate recording devices to uh, to record ourselves at much better quality than what you have been hearing previously as we've been COVID-19ing, which is uh, basically Facebook Messenger quality recorded through um, a, a phone. And then Paul and Art have been the only people who sounded any good. And we all sound like... <laughs> 
Which wasn't so bad, but certainly I know that when I listen to other podcasts, I appreciate the ones that have gone the extra effort like we have this week. And if I'm honest and behind the scenes, setting this up, I think, was so easy. Or at least that one backup plan part of it that we couldn't quite figure out. When we figured it out yesterday, I was like, this is so easy. I'm incensed that we didn't have it figured out before. Yeah, well, we've got it going now, and I think the, yeah. it's, it's the greater good, right? Like, the, the, totally. the amount of work, I think, hopefully will be a sonic payoff for the listener. And, I mean, I listen to these things every week afterwards, too, and I won't say it's been painful, but it's just, you know, it's been a noticeable decline in audio quality. So, hopefully, we are, I hear a crow. That was awesome. And, hopefully, that picked up on the recording, too. Yeah, hopefully, we just sound better to you guys next week. Yeah, I can just hear a lot of Kirsten's birds. <laughs> but that maybe won't be picking up on the recording, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. She's yeah. doing Hopefully. this in a solarium full of birds. <laughs> They're landing but. on her like a Disney princess, <laughs> chirping her secrets. Mm-hmm. Start singing, Kirsten. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I saw this week that like kind of made me happy about our poor audio quality, that this is like sidebar to the sidebar before we start anything, but the Saturday Night Live at Home episode... All of their audio was so bad, yeah. and I, I just, I just turned to Johnny and I was like, "Celebrities, their internet's just like ours." <laughs> True enough. That's so funny. Tom Hanks was still great, though. Yeah, but I, I don't think that, I don't think he was in his main kitchen. That's like my conspiracy theory. I was like, "There's <laughs> no way that that is Tom Hanks' actual kitchen. Like he's in like his guest house kitchen or something. Like he didn't want to like show off." Why? Why do you think that? Because it was like a really small kitchen. But it's <laughs> like it's just like, him and Rita. You don't think like his kids are hanging out or anything? I don't know. I want to make the case right now for smaller houses, and maybe Tom Hanks is like me, that even with all the money in the world, I still would have a cozy house to live in. Like maybe yeah. he's like that. You didn't see his kitchen though. Like there's no way that's Tom Hanks' actual kitchen. Unless it was like a shitty apartment galley kitchen, I'm it not was. buying this. It was. It was like a small galley kitchen. What? Yeah, it was weird. Did you guys see that uh, article going around about Drake's house? No. It's just, just massive. Hmm. It's. Uh, I would feel embarrassed living in a house like that. Hmm. I would too. So that leads to Kirsten's theory. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of this and uh, say that this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about, hey, Kirsten, did you ever get Google Stadia? Because you were almost hotter on this than any of us. No, because you know what happened is that, like, I thought it was one thing, like, that you would pay your subscription and then you got all the games, right? That was the model that I thought we were promised. Right. yes, But then not. it turned out that that is not what it was at all. It was that you pay your subscription fee and then you have to buy the games on top of that and it just made no fucking sense. Fair no, enough, sure. fair enough. Google Stadia, this was announced about a year ago. It launched in November, so it's, it's a, it's a a cloud gaming service, so that means you don't have to download or install the games. You you stream them through your kick-ass internet connection, and <laughs> um, basically, the games are being played on Stadia's servers, and it's streamed back to your screen. It's kind of it's kind of magic, but you're paying twelve bucks a month because what you're paying for is the ability to do this without downloading or installing them. The games still cost money between like 20 and 80 dollars for a regular game or sometimes over a hundred for special editions and and bundles um, but you can play it on your phone or your tablet or your laptop desktop browser or even chromecast it to your tv um so 
They are working on a free tier. It's called Stadia Base, and it's coming soon, and it'll have reduced quality, but without the $12 monthly fee. But that's not here yet. What they are doing, I suppose because COVID-19, is they are making their full Stadia Pro subscription free to anyone for the next two months, including nine games that are also free. And all you need to play is a Gmail account. But how does it, cause, so I was trying to figure this out because I was like, ooh, I'll try it for free. How does it work without the controller? Don't you need that? Oh, they'll all work with uh, like WASD, your, um, like your mouse and keyboard controls. Oh, con- oh yeah, computer gaming. Are you not a keyboard oh. gamer, Kirsten? No, I'm a console gamer. Okay, that's fair. And that, that's totally fair. I'm a much better keyboard gamer than I am a console gamer, I've got to be honest. Yeah, it depends what, what kind of, it's true, yeah. it depends what kind of game it is, like, yeah. I honestly think probably the older you are, the better you are at keyboard. First-person shooter games, yes. I liked the the aiming with the mouse rather than like you know having a, a controller in my hand mm-hmm. um, because okay. I could react a lot quicker. And then the keyboard gives me like there's a lot of keyboard shortcuts that I nice. can do, use with like switching guns and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I I slayed on Counter Strike, man. <laughs> Every time I walk by Brian's office from now on and he's like hard at work hammering away on a keyboard, I'm just going to assume that he's just playing games. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gaming. <laughs> There's still, like Brian said, some games that'll play on a computer like World of Warcraft, which is computer only. You can't play it on a console. Um, but like Skyrim and stuff like that, anything you have to like point and click to pick something up, it's definitely better on a computer than a console. Yeah, mm. I have Skyrim. I uh, I have like I played most all the Elder Scrolls games on my PC, and I grabbed Skyrim for the Switch, and it is a very difficult yes. to me. Anyways, there's just because there's so much, there's so many shortcuts, there's so many things, there's so many menus and submenus that it is clunky and slow on a on a console. Agreed. So I've not really delved too much into it, and uh, yeah, I just find myself much more comfortable with that kind of thing, especially the more complex it is on a keyboard. Mm. It's just weird, though, because, like, are all console games available on computer? I mean, not all, but certainly a great number of them. And <laughs> more and more these days, they are releasing for multiple platforms. But the the consoles that they are generally designed to work with mm-hmm. are obviously the ones, you know, and if, if your console is a PC, then that's obviously going to be the one that it is, uh, you know, most comfortable yeah. to play. I guess what I mean is, like, these Stadia games that they're letting you play right now, are they all computer compatible? Oh, yes, they would have to be because okay. they have to assume lowest common denominator. You can buy a Stadia controller for 90 bucks, developed in Canada, by the way, <laughs> and you can use that if it's paired to your device. Um, uh, or you can use your own controller if it's paired to your device, but you, it's not like absolutely required. Actually, it might be required on my phone. I couldn't play any games on my phone because it kept asking for a controller, hmm. so I just played a, a, a number of them on my, uh, on my computer, and I, I had quite a good time with it. I'm not very... I don't like gaming on my... PC because my PC is like a work machine, but I was playing games for work. I was studying Stadia games for the geek out. So that's what, yeah. (laughs) So what games are there then for free right now? Uh, So I started with Thumper, which was a rhythm game. I think it's been out for a couple years and it's been on different platforms and whatnot, but it's it's pretty good on Stadia. I, I started with that because it's a rhythm game, so it's got to be accurate, and it's, it's got to be a lot of back and forth, and I was pretty impressed. I closed everything down, I restarted my computer, I just loaded up my browser, and um, yeah, I found it to be fairly accurate in all the controls and everything as I'm playing this game. There's also Destiny 2, 
uh, Grid, the racing game. There's a Stadia exclusive called Guilt, G-Y-L-T. You're this little girl in a creepy town full of monsters, and you're trying to find your missing cousin. It is, it is good and scary. Um, there's the Serious Sam collection, which is the shooter, uh, a couple of SteamWorld dig games, that's a side-scroller, and some puzzle games as well. So nothing. <laughs> for Kirsten James. <laughs> <laughs> all nothing for Kirsten James so specifically. Yeah, but, but other than Destiny, <laughs> other than Destiny 2, like, none of those are, like, big-name games that I'm going to come on Stadia to try to p- play, right? Like, that no, was no, Stadia's oh, no. huge thing. They are like, oh, you can play all the newest things. Th- those are the nine free games. Their library is huge. They've got tons of games, like, in their regular library. Mm. I thought you were just talking about the um, the freebies. I was talking about the freebies. But, like, like when oh, okay. Marvel gave away those freebies, a couple weeks ago and there's like here's the entire civil war arc please enjoy and now stadia is like here's dig (sighs) there's a lot of animals happening in the background here hey man i can't mute my mic so i don't know what to do wow (laughs) that's boris i can tell he's naughty oh yeah boris is loud i can't mute my mic i don't know what to do i'm so sorry (laughs) Well, maybe you go deal with Boris, and we'll talk about other things, and we'll fix it in post? Oh, my God. No, leave it in. It's amazing. I love it so much. It is kind of amazing. It's true. Because while you were rattling off all of those games, bud, again, I I was just picturing the Snow White scenario. I was like, did a bird land on Kirsten's shoulder or something? (laughs) It's so true. She's, like, commuting with nature right now. It's great. I love it. It's actually, it adds to the audioscape of it all. Um, before we move on, Art just showed me Drake's house, and it's outrageous. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to see. What's but, the most outrageous thing that you've seen in his house? Well, he just showed me, oh, what was that, a living room, Art? Yeah, it's this huge foyer, and it's like 50,000 square feet, his entire manor. It's a manor. It's not a house. 50,000? Yeah, and it's got the word. I just glanced at the headline, and it was like, Drake's private pleasure dome. And I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) Why don't you just print the words fuck pod, gigantic 5,000 square foot fuck pod with marble floors and... Oh, you know what he's got? Like, gigantic um, life-size Funko Pop. Oh no! And I like what? Funko Pops, but oh no! Yeah, oh boy. I know. Of like a, it's like a Mickey Mouse style character that has been like bisected a little bit, so you can see their organs or whatever. It's just, it is exactly <laughs> what you would think a dumb idiot would put in his house and think it was cool art. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Oh fuck. But can I say this? How are you guys on this though? I wouldn't. If I was like as rich as Drake or Tom Hanks, I don't think I would buy like a big gigantic fuck off house like that. But I would buy many houses, cozy in nature around the world, just so everyone doesn't think I'm like some egalitarian or something. Like I when would you first mention this wealth. about the one big house, I thought that would be the better way to do it. The for tiny many houses. Yeah. 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 Or not tiny, but like reasonable houses. Like if you're living in this one gigantic cave, there's so much upkeep involved with that. Yeah. Um, but if you have lots of little properties, man, you could rent them out and make some money on the side. Oh yeah, that's what I would do. Have lots yeah. of little houses. Have All a place. I need to do is be rich. Yeah. You know what I think would be a dreamy house is the model home from Arrested Development. Yeah, but I mean that house seems pretty big too. But like, but it's a reasonable nice. size house. Yeah. yeah. It has an attic. Oh, to have Pop Pop in? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, sorry. Continue on. You should check out Kirsten's uh, kitchen sometime. It's quite nice. Oh, right now. 
<laughs> Don't bring my husband to this. Perhaps bigger than Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Let's talk about Space Force. This is a Netflix series coming May 29th uh, with Steve Carell, Lisa Kudrow, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, uh, Noah Emmerich, Tawny Newsome, Diana Silvers, Jimmy O. Yang, and Alex Sparrow. Just just some photos from it, but uh, it looks pretty good to me. What a cast, except those last six people who I don't know who yeah. they are. <laughs> So the first two, you mean? No, like up until you said, what was it, like Ben Schwartz, and there was one more, and then I, then you lost me, yeah. Hilarious. But uh, isn't that funny, though, that they named the show after, like, actual Space Force? I think that's exactly why. Well, yeah, that seems to be what this is. They they took that that ridiculous, stupid thing that What's-His-Face down there said and, and you know, What's made a concept out of it. <laughs> I'm not giving him the time of day, man. Yeah. Um, I think it's... um. It's interesting. I don't want to say like the direct comparison of like Netflix knows that they're losing the office, so they're making an office of their own for the modern age. Why not though? In space. In yeah, in space. I doubt it'll have the type of reach or rewatchability that the office has because um, there's just something kind of quaint. I'm rewatching The Office on Art's recommendation. Like at nighttime, one episode really makes the um, anxieties go away. But um, it this like it's a weird quaint mid-2000s thing that I don't think would even work if you tried to do it again. Like, even Parks and Rec, which started off as a poor imitation of The Office, had to reinvent themselves kind of like two or three seasons in to be more extreme, more like uh, rapid-fire, fast-paced, hard-hitting with their jokes. Because it was a different time and we had shorter attention spans, right? Yeah, and The Office, like, ramped up a bit as time went on, but they kind of stayed where they were in the uh, but anyways, and of course, obviously, like, this is about Space Force, which is a lot less relatable than an office space. And, oh, my God, but I know who the Dwight is at my office. Whereas, like, I'm not going to know who the Captain Commander Lisa Kudrow Space Force Army person is. I don't know. Maybe. But <laughs> yeah, um, here's the thing. Nobody knew their off the office characters in the beginning. And it, you know, became a slow growing uh, success and and then you get that relatability. Who knows? This thing might be a success. I but mean. no. But come on, the office. Those were built. Those characters were built off archetypes of well, sure. a person you know in your office is a Gareth Keenan, the original Dwight Schrute. Right? There is a Don and a Tim and a horrible manager, a Ricky Gervais type in offices. That's why it's so relatable. Uh, You know, we unless people maybe who are in like the armed forces might have some strong relatability to like, oh, the wacky commander and stuff like that. Um, But uh, that's a smaller demographic. I see. I see the point that Paul's making here. Even like the sounds of the phone ringing in the office, right? And the quaint break room is all it's relatable for sure. Yeah, Uh, they're. Putting a lot of money into this, hey? I guess Steve Carell's making like one million per episode wow. in this yep. new show. That's great. Well, look at Here's the real thing that doesn't matter where it's set or who it is because, you know, whether it's The Office that's hyper-relatable or Seinfeld, which is like the least relatable show in the world, really, when you think about those characters, it's like, am I laughing? What's my laugh per minute ratio? Is it a funny fucking show? That's really all that matters when it comes down to comedy, right? The LPMs. LPMs? (laughs) Yes, Kirsten. (laughs) Thank you, Kirsten. You're welcome. Uh, Laughs per minute if anybody doesn't get the joke. Anyways. What? Oh, Oh, that's (laughs) you didn't get the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing because you have to explain it. (laughs) 
What? Explain okay. it again? What's the last per minute joke? No, it's she just, said LPMs. LPMs. She, she had already acronymed it. And then oh, we waited like a that. few minutes and then awkward silence and then that's laughs per minute. In now it's even more funny. That. Now it's gone too far. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, Disney and Pixar have delayed two more animated movies. Uh, Soul, which was going to come out on June 19th, has been pushed to November 20th. And then this Disney animation's Raya and the Last Dragon, which was going to be out on November 20th, has now been pushed to March 12th, 2021. What is that one? Do not know. I'm so sad. I wish I, I'm digging this like home video release thing. I wish they could just do that. I guess they're worried about, you know, how, how that affects the bottom line. But I don't know. Like, if enough people rent it at home, yeah, it's a solid point. Oh, um, and Bob Iger actually talked about that not too long ago about uh, like the future of Disney Plus and then like um, films that the like I, th- I guess it's like sort of their what they call their Big Ten films that are like there's no way those are going to go to disney plus first so like mm-hmm. obviously the marvel ones and and stuff um you know those are the ones that they're like okay well no we're not going to try to chew up chew into our bottom line for this yeah I, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later but it'll be interesting to see um how trolls world tour does um and like maybe mm-hmm. that was like a test to see about some more of these in-home releases yeah maybe yeah, I think they're doing this now yeah. with some of their less, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Important, I guess, movies to see how things are going, uh, just to see if this was, is, a, is a workable model for the future, because, dang, yeah. it, uh, it's, it, we don't have an option. We are not going to the theaters right now, so yeah. hard to know. It's interesting, uh, because there's been talk for years before, uh, you know, long before COVID, about how... You know, we might want to shift to a mostly at-home model for so many different types of movies anyways. I think The Irishman was a big one where it was like, no, we don't really want that. Or like, it, it, even though it was a big, gigantic Scorsese, Oscar-nominated, huge cast, tentpole movie, it it seemed to carry less weight, I think, because it maybe went to Netflix. So I don't know. This is like certainly forcing us all to like, see what would actually happen if it all went to that way and yeah it sounds like to me disney doesn't want to do that doesn't want to put these things straight to streaming it doesn't matter how much you charge per month they want to get it into theaters and you to spend 12 to 20 dollars to go and watch it one time yeah but that's what i'm saying with like trolls world tour you you had to rent it it wasn't like coming directly to streaming right. oh, yeah. you had to rent it for whatever 20 bucks for 48 hours oh shit and that's all well and good, but it's like, how long can you hold out on the old system, um, you know, if the world doesn't come back to normal? Well, it will. I mean, come on. It's like, even if it's a year from now, if, if the whole, let's let's say like worst case Ontario, that the whole slate of movies. <laughs> Thank you. That like, um, <laughs> that movie theaters don't open up for a full year so like let's say mid-march 2021 and every movie gets bumped back an entire year like what's the big problem with that i mean it sucks but stuff will still continue to trickle on to there will be stuff for us to watch that'll trickle on to streaming services you know even new stuff um and it's like not a big whoop if we all press pause for a year is it i agree with you it just just seems to be an interesting um stance to take 
um, mm-hmm. is being so sure on. It's, it's almost like asking date certain when this is going to end. Yeah. My only concern would be like the just saturation. Like there'll be so many things. It'll be like, oh my god, every single movie is out. Like we, we're gonna go see Black Widow, and then we're gonna go see James Bond, and then we're gonna go see Soul, and then we're gonna go see this. Yeah. And like, there's gonna be no fuck you. It's January, and then how are we gonna sell those T-shirts? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for there not to be a fuck you. It's January for there <laughs> to be actual movies. We give a shout of shit about it in the movie theaters in January, and we're I'm so desperate for it right now to go and sit in the dark and touch a leg and drink a popcorn. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's why I don't sit next to you, Paul. I can't wait to go back to a movie theater and so if i do it twice a week for six months when this is lifted then hell yeah that'd be awesome and here's the other thing why is it always the last dragon it's either there's one dragon left or it's how to train your dragons and there's tons of dragons why is there never like a few dragons Right, so uh, Disney Plus has surpassed 50 million subscribers. We will be moving on now. Um, thanks. Okay. Wait, wait, okay. wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I had something to say about movies. Oh, please. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Um, Are you sure you don't want to talk about dragons? Jeez. I mean, I'm just trying to think of, while I'm talking about Rebut You with the dragons, but I can't think of a movie with... I feel like there's a movie with three dragons. Oh, yeah, Harry Potter. Uh, okay, okay, dragons. yeah, you know what? Harry Potter and the Three Dragons. Only that was a good a one. Dragons. I enjoyed that. <laughs> That's not really, um, like, specific to dragons, though. But okay, moving on. No, 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 no. Uh, but anyway, I was going to say, it's really interesting uh, thinking about this right now and all these movies being pushed back and blah, 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 blah. What's going to happen with the Oscars next year? Oh. Uh, because that's an interesting, like, byproduct of all of this stuff. Yeah, good question. Yeah, we and may pause everything really shitty. for a year. <laughs> Trolls World oh, Tour is going to win Best Animated Feature because it's the only one. <laughs> or it may be that they just open up the you know the voting the ballot period for a two year um, you know length of time. Oh, whoa. to count that in. I I doubt the two year. I I would put if I had to choose between the two options, I would guess it's just going to be. You know, it's going to be a lesser caliber of Oscar this year because of there'll be like a more limited <laughs> supply of good movies in each category. Um, but and and it'll be interesting too to look back on that, and that we'll be discussing this, you know, as scholars of whatever the fuck. Um, the you know, in a similar way that uh, a, a hockey player, I think his name is Drew Doughty, plays for the LA Kings, was shooting his mouth off about, yeah, even if you do figure out a way to get back playing hockey this year, like people obviously are going to want to win the Stanley Cup, but it's not going to feel the same. There'll always be, whether it's like a real or an imaginary asterisk beside that in the <laughs> history books, that that's the year that we didn't play a full slate of hockey games. So similarly, if you win the Oscar this year, it's just like, yeah, but there was nothing else out. Yeah, This will be the year that the, the Maple Leafs win. Oh! <laughs> They'll be like, this is tw- that was 2020. It doesn't even count. <laughs> the Canucks get their first cup ever. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, Disney Plus has recently rolled out in the UK, India, Germany, Italy, Spain, Austria, and Switzerland, and so can now tout that they have 50 million subscribers. Um, for reference, Netflix has 167 million, and oh, wow. Hulu, which is Disney's other video thingy but is only in America, has 30 million, in it, but it's, it's been around for a few years, but... Uh, you know, not bad, Disney Plus. Obviously, they're going to keep going, but it seems like quite a disparity, 50 to 167. Mm-hmm. Ah, creeping up, though. Like, how long did it take Netflix to get to that number? Well, yeah, good point, right? And Disney Plus has been around since, what? November. December, October? November, yeah. 
Don't count out this little company called Disney. They got a lot of gumption, and that's what you need when you're trying to run a small startup like that. Don't count them out, bud. Um, well, I have to talk about what they did with the movie Splash, though. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's get to that. Um, hang on. First, can I ask you a question? And this is really like you all can speculate, but... When do we give up on Hulu and just roll what's good into Disney Plus? Like, frig off. I would Hulu. love to think that they are planning to do that, but big corporate yeah. is slow. So I'm betting it's not going to happen until 2021 or 22. But it, it makes mm. no sense for them to keep Hulu on its own. Right. Okay, good. So, yeah, Disney Plus is very squeaky and very clean, and they will do their best to, you know, regardless of the licensing deals they've got, keep their content as family-friendly as possible. So there's a couple seconds of Daryl Hannah's bare butt in a shot from the movie Splash. And so they sent somebody in with a CG machine, and now <laughs> she's got fur on her butt i think it's supposed to look like an extension of her hair but it does not and it's weird and it's like they painted it the wrong way like instead of painting the hair down they painted it across <laughs> yes yeah it's oh, it's so bizarre so bizarre it's so bad i have to assume this was done at home on a computer that wasn't like it's like the cgi version of an audio gibble or you know through the internet like oh fuck it's so bad or like all they had was microsoft paint and they did a if it was microsoft paint they did a really good job <laughs> but otherwise it is fucked and so i sent this out yesterday to you guys and i watched the the new edited scene first and I just laughed so hard <laughs> at how bad it was. And then below it in the article I sent you guys, there's the original scene. And in that, it's they already were doing something like it where there clearly was like extra hair, like the 80s version of a hair extension that was like pasted to the small of her back mm -hmm. that like was not natural and was certainly meant to act as some kind of a hair loincloth <laughs> boris please that's a different dog <laughs> just okay to stop there from being like full-on butthole in a disney movie um up on the big screen so like you could barely see any of her ass as it was i agree aria <laughs> and i i agree with you paul i watched him in that order too and i was like what did you really need to clean up here right it's hilarious. But then it's, then it's, it's so weird, though. That, like, then you saw the counter argument about like that the scene with the Hulk's butt. What was the thing with the Hulk's butt? Well, in in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, they showed the Hulk's butt in, in Ragnarok. You like get a full on Hulk spot. Oh, do you? And they didn't. They didn't. They didn't MS Paint hair onto that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's like why? Why did they choose the movies that they're choosing to do this? Like, is it because the Hulk is? a big green digital monster and Daryl Hannah is a, I don't know, she's a lady mermaid. Or is it because the Hulk is a dude? Like, that's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. frick. You know what I think it more is even is that it's the action that Daryl Hannah does. Yeah. Is that she like runs mm -hmm. and then like jumps and goes almost horizontal as she splashes into the water. <laughs> and I wonder if they like zoomed way in and saw like a tiny amount of, I can't imagine it was vagina. It had been like no. super... Um, a skin color, movie-specific underwear. There's no way she was naked, but like even that, they were like, no, we're not seeing a vagina lip in this movie. Absolutely no vulva on Disney+. Plus. 
<laughs> I shan't. I shan't. Whereas, like, obviously the Hulk is CGI, and so unless there's, like, a previous version of that CGI scene where you can see, like, a bit of ball sack or, like, some scrotum or dick, hole, dick or whatever. Dick hole. <laughs> no, sorry, not tickle, but just dick. But are you still there? You gone quiet? Can you unmute, please? I'm just desperately trying to move on to the next topic. So, like, I'm just gonna let you guys Obviously, okay, they're not right. gonna on purpose animate the dick and then to remove it from oh, the Hulk. Okay. Although, don't you think the Hulk would have a pretty big dick? Please, yeah. Bud, you can start this discussion. So, Brian, your idea of story time with the zone. <clears throat> Which I think was a, the super fantastic thing this for us to do. This is the transition! <laughs> this is the transition. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just... I, I, on uh, on that, I just wanted to say uh, Tony Stark did make a Hulk dick joke in Age of Ultron. What did he say? He said, Romanoff, you and Banner better not be playing hide the zucchini. <laughs> I forgot uh. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's so funny. So story time on the zone was great, and we did two weeks of it, and I had a lot of fun participating. And now there's story time with Daisy Ridley on the official Star Wars social medias, and she reads a BB-8 book, and uh, great idea, Brian. So good Star Wars stole it from you. Mm-hmm. You know. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's, it's Daisy Ridley reading a book. It's good. I thought it, it was so wholesome and lovely, and I loved especially that, like, obviously she's reading a book about her own movie and herself as a character and BB-8 and everything. I thought it was so cute. I almost watched one full minute of it. It was great. <laughs> 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 well done. Well done. Uh, last thing on sort of Marvel-y, Disney-ish kind of news, um, Taika Waititi had a watch party on uh, Instagram for Thor Ragnarok and and while he was doing this he accidentally showed portions of a fake Thor Love and Thunder script and uh, the screenshots I saw of the fake script were fantastically, hilariously stupidly beautiful and I think it was uh, well done for him to, to do that. Did it have anything to do with the Hulk's dick hole? <laughs> you know what? Thanks. That's... No. No? No. Okay. No, yeah. no. Yeah, in the in the script though, like it said stuff like um, that uh, Tony Stark was back, and like somebody like asks a question, like, "Oh, Tony, like, how are you here?" And th- like his answer is literally, "It's like I don't know, science." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, I got a business idea for Marvel here. Okay, yeah. Okay, so most of the movies are on Disney Plus right now, right? Yeah. And this watch mm-hmm. party. This is cool. I, I thought I think it's a really cool idea. I think they could like have they could get all of the directors to go over each movie and do a watch party right now. Have people pay for it yeah, sure. on and do it on their Disney Plus platform. Art Aaron for president. And then with the proceeds of that, don't worry oh. about Black Widow. Put out Black Widow on Disney Plus. Oh, I thought you were gonna say donate it. Well, <laughs> You lost me and got me back on that idea like three times. It was like, yeah, charge money. I was like, out. I already paid $8 a month. And then you were like, and then with the proceeds, proceeds. I was like, oh, here we go. Okay, healthcare workers, people who are affected, lost their jobs. And you're like, rulers, Black Widow. It's like, pad their own pockets again. 
<laughs> well, if there's any excess money, of course. Really. Frontline workers. <laughs> excess money. Oh my god, let me explain <laughs> capitalism to you about excess money. We can't worry about that right now. <laughs> the IMF today reporting the economy is going to be down 3.2%. Like, come on, we can't worry about money that we're making right now. Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. And the other thing, too, We should have already seen Black Widow by now. I know. No. No, it wasn't. It didn't come out until May 1st. Yeah. The other thing is that it's very likely that Tony Stark wasn't just assuming, but they had all showered together at some point. And so he knew for sure that the Hulk's dick was the size of a zucchini. Not even don't you sure get? How don't, we, yeah, not, e- not, e- not even a cucumber. Like, like he went okay. straight to. Yeah, zucchini. don't you think, Brian? Yeah, maybe. Apparently, he also said he also said during that uh, watch party or whatever that uh, the Silver Surfer is not going to be in the new movie. Right. He like quashed that rumor. Interesting. Um, what else did he say in there? He also said Fat Thor. But was that real news or as fake as this script? No, that's what he said during the block party. That he, oh, crazy. That he, that he, that he, the block party. The watch Aww. party. The watch party. <laughs> Cute. The watch party. The Kirsten. 1980s again. All right. The watch party. Anyways. Yeah, he said that and he said Fat Thor probably isn't going to be part of it either. So, right. Hmm. Yeah. I would think Silver Surfer would get uh, introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I really, d- I did want a montage of Fat Thor like working out on a Peloton or a P ninety X or whatever, <laughs> or like using Chris Hemsworth's like his online training videos that he's been putting out to get back in shape. That'd be a pretty meta, funny thing. Because also, you know that like maybe not Thor and you know maybe not Hawkeye, but Tony Stark, Iron Man is definitely a cock looker in the shower, right? <sighs> Who's been on a hockey team here? You know who the cock lookers are. Can we... Um, is that a thing? You kind of just divert your eyes. Come on now. Yeah, but there's some... Wait, is that a thing? That's, you know, that's what some of the cock lookers ask, Kirsten. <laughs> is that a thing? <sighs> is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is a thing. And it's like, I don't... It's not even like a gay <laughs> thing. It's just like, I think it's definitely a curiosity of like, some guys are just cock lookers yeah, okay. and they want to get a glimpse. All right, let's... I would, let's, be, I would be a cock looker for sure. It's I, interesting. Tom so, Brady, who we've talked about on this podcast before... <laughs> Cockwalker talked about it on Howard Stern this week. Did actually, he really? yeah, talked about cockwalking. What did he, he say? He talked about showers okay. and right. you know team showers and stuff. That's, That's so, so weird. funny. <laughs> Sorry, Kirsten, what did you say about cockwalking? I said I would be a cockwalker. <sighs> okay, all right. Let's, it's not the I, same. You're a girl. Yeah, but if I was, <laughs> what I'm let's, set, let's, if it's not a sexual I, thing. Yeah, I said if I was a boy. Okay, let's move. Let's. <laughs> I don't know if you can make that call. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Let us move on. Gender, gender is fluid, Paul. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but you are a cis gender. Oh my god. Never Jeremy mind. Renner. Jeremy woman. Renner. Jeremy Renner has. Unless you okay, want to tell us something, but I'm not trying to out you or dead name you. <sighs> Jeremy Renner. Okay. Has dropped a yes. new EP. Brian, I have a question for you. <laughs> okay. As a music director, if a song came in with lyrics like, you were just like magic, beautiful and tragic, now you're gone, now you're gone, looking for a lie that could be a rush, we all got to feed our sins <laughs> with the medicine, and it was just from some person who wasn't a superstar actor, would we play that? I mean, like... We would if it was like 21 Pilots, so why not? 
That was amazing. I that Thank joke. you. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> this song, uh, yeah, these, he's got a new song out, and it's just it's just a lyric video, and it's some weird sort of Winamp visualizer with words in front of it, and then there are montages of him playing the piano and giving smoldering looks to the camera, and uh, it's a song. I don't it didn't really impress me, but I, who am I? I'm not a music director, so. Does it actually sound like him, or is it like a Joe Exotic kind of thing? Like Jeremy Renner's got a voice. He's got a, he's got a really good voice. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't, maybe he's just not a lyric writer. <laughs> I'm curious about Jeremy Renner. I mean, would you look at his cock? Hey, hey, okay. mo- no, just move it on, move it on. I don't think so. I'm not a cock. Okay, okay move, keep going. I think I would. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you Kristen. would, but you don't count. You don't. You're. You're. You don't have a. Quit you don't have a say me. in the conversation uh, of cock hookers. Quit telling me I don't count. Okay. You know what we would Sorry. call Jeremy Renner if he was that cockeye. <laughs> I'm really sorry that Paul missed that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, he seems like a really normal person, but then a lot of things that he's done over the last year or so, I'm just like, what is with this guy? He's a strange cat. I agree. He's hustling. He's got a career to you know try and keep going. So doesn't he have like an alimony to pay or something? Is that what's going on? Something and maybe the proceeds from that failed app. He does. He is going through like a messy, a messy divorce. What? Who me? No. <laughs> who did you talk about? Oh, Paul, Paul just left. He Renner. missed the whole sorry, joke, and now that. he's back. Yeah, sorry. Who's who has a messy divorce? Jeremy. Renner. Jeremy Renner. Oh, it's just we're just saying Jeremy Renner is going through a bit of a messy divorce. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That was so sincere. Um, well, maybe that's why he's putting out this garbage music is he's trying to, <laughs> yeah, like, yes. one, to make some money back, some alimony money, and two, he's trying to be like, look, ladies, not interested in Hawkeye, eh? Well, I'm also a rock star. <laughs> uh, Art, that video you sent of him on, um, oh, dang it, whose show was it? Fallon's? Fallon. Yeah. yeah Fallon. Um, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty good song. That was pretty funny. Um, set to... Uh, Oh my goodness! I'm losing all the facts here. Ed Sheeran, that Ed Sheeran song, yeah, Ed that, was, uh, that was pretty good. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, that came out like years ago. Oh, still, like, so it's, a, like it's a good tie-in with this new song. Yeah. So let's go over three rumors and hearsays. We don't know if it's true. All unconfirmed. Macaulay Culkin reportedly set to cameo in the Home Alone reboot. What a natural. Is your source on this reliable? What the hell? I'm like, it's either just a... a re- it's, <laughs> like... Extra, yeah. extra. Todd smells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this this could very easily... Like, journalism is either at an all-time high or an all-time low. And this sounds like, at best, uh, just like a guess. Like, not even an educated guess, but just remembering who was in the first movie and being like, oh, yeah, I'll bet they're in that. Uh, no, I'm not, are you going to call anyone and check on this? A publicist, maybe? Nah, nah, just run with it. I mean, so obviously, there's like a pretty good chance that's true. So who even gives a fuck? Well, here's the thing. We, we have three rumors and hearsay stories. This one about Macaulay Culkin comes from the New Music Express. NME. The next one we're going to talk about comes from The Independent. And the last one comes from WeGotThisCovered.com. So use your own judgment. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird because as I'm looking at them, let's go through these. But like, 
the one from We Got This Covered is the one that I believe the most. <laughs> well, and the one that from We Got This Covered, it clearly is just clickbait because he did meet he did meet with Marvel for an MCU role. He was set to play Who or did? he was Who did? auditioning yeah, uh, John Krasinski, sorry. There we go. Um John Krasinski auditioned for Captain America. Whoa. So he had, he had been meeting for like MCU roles for the longest time since before Chris Evans was even cast. And he actually did a screen test uh, with uh, Chris Hemsworth before. Yeah. Whoa. With him, what, as double Captain America? Well, just to see how they would look together as, like, sort of the Avengers. No, like, oh, like Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth. Was, was there Duh, before. Sorry. Yeah, right. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Um, how would you feel, Art, about Jim from The Office being Captain America? I watched Jack Ryan on yeah. Amazon, and I and I'm uh, yes. I tell you, I think Kaczynski's got chops. He can he could do it. I was going to bring that up. He could do it. I did, and I never I never believed he could do it until I saw that. Yeah. as well. So uh, obviously, Chris Evans is the right man, but yeah, I think uh, Krasinski probably would have done just fine too. I agree that likely Chris Evans is like a way way better choice. Krasinski, I don't think would have been a good a Captain America. He does have the action chops. Jack Ryan's a great example of that. Um, I also love that John Krasinski is uh, out there doing it for all of us prominent nose guys. Oh, um, fair. You know, he, he's rocking it. He makes me feel good about my own prominent <laughs> nose. He's married to Emily Blunt. He's doing good. Sorry, go on, Brian. Big Tuna's got a big nose. <laughs> well, I think so. Like the 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 big rumor and the one that he he's actually even gone out and said that he wants to play. Um, and the one that I can see him in in the role the most is uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. Yeah, oh, I can see that. Oh, yeah, that would yes. be really good. Talk about penis lookers. Whoa. Sorry, what? <laughs> well, you can Talk make it any size lookers. you want, right? That's oh, Mr. That's Fantastic. Right. He's, that's yeah. why they called him Mr. Fantastic. He stretches it. Yeah. Um, he could be whatever. He could make you feel good if, if you had a small penis because he would make it small and then you looked at it, you'd be like, oh, that's okay. Kirsten heard cock and she just can't get her mind off of him. Yeah. Know, yeah. That's like me in some ways. <laughs> um, she, so his, his wife had also originally auditioned for the role of Black Widow. Um, Emily Blunt? She Whoa. can easily, yeah. She can easily play the Invisible Woman. Yeah! It's a nice package deal there, I think. Wow. Yeah. That would be... Package deal, that's right. Okay, all right. No, that would be perfect. That would be a great tie-in. At this point, it's the only way, I think, to generate any kind of organic hype for a Fantastic Four movie after two false starts. Fair enough. Mm. Oh, for sure. One of which that uh, Chris uh, Evans was in. And he was the best part of that. He was the yeah, best part enough. of those movies. Flame on. That's right. Flame I'm going to back it up just a half second. I think we sort of skipped around uh, the the three rumors and hearsay headlines. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin reportedly set to appear in a Home Alone reboot. We skipped to the end, which was John uh, John Krasinski has reportedly met with Marvel for an MCU role. And wait, wait. Has. Before you get to the other one, bud. Yes. Let's address Macaulay Culkin. Who do you want him to be? I say... Homeless man who with the shovel. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, the neighbor across the road. He's the scary guy now. The the creepy neighbor. Yeah, the creepy yeah, neighbor. The scary guy. Makes perfect sense. Or like, I'm sure it won't be that exact same thing. But like Home Alone one and two, like whether it's the homeless. He wasn't homeless. He was a neighbor. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, the lost in New York, the homeless pigeon woman. Was she homeless? Did they ever show her house? Anyway. Yeah, she she was homeless. She was homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Lived in the park inside some pigeons and um. <laughs> 
So so that would be what Macaulay Culkin would be, right? Or is that too ridiculous? Oh, uh, what if it went like, I know it's just a cameo, but what if it went like full circle and he was the That's robber? That's what I was going to say. He was so oh, uh, that he's so shit. emotionally scarred for being left alone so many times that he yeah. became a criminal. <laughs> he turned to a life of crime. Home Alone, the new generation. <laughs> Weird. But, I mean, that's all hilarious, but I think it's very reasonable to think it'll be a cameo and he'll actually be more akin to the lady uh, who's ringing through the toothbrush and then he steals it. He can have Donald Trump's role. Yeah, there are a lot of little roles that he could drop, yeah. could drop into if you're following shot by shot. Yeah. You know where I last saw Home Alone 1 and 2? Where? Peachtree TV. Oh, oh, Jesus. for the love of Pete. Peachtree. Over Christmas. <laughs> Can we recap this Peachtree TV thing so we know what everybody's talking about in case they haven't been listening to the other pods? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm the only one that has cable TV around here, and, well, Peachtree TV. Oh, no, I've got cable TV. I just don't spend my entire days (laughs) on Peachtree watching old movies. Damn it, Brian! (laughs) (laughs) And, Bud, you have to, from now on, say, oh, for the love of Peachtree TV. (laughs) Oh, yes, thank you, I will. I most certainly will. Perfect. Okay. So anyways, this third headline, uh, Hagrid and young Voldemort might show up to revive Fantastic Beasts 3. Okay. Voldemort. The T, Voldemort. Did you say it like that to, to close the T? Yes. Sorry, I'm, 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 of, I'm of old Harry Potter where Jim Dale, when he read the initial books, he just pronounced it Voldemort without... Oh, the- right, because you listened to the books and you didn't read them. Oh, oh for the love of Peachtree TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? What, what was the deal with Hagrid's voice in those cheater things? Jim, <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the <laughs> audiobooks for the originals, which I also read with my eyeballs... Mm-hmm. Um, an amazing actor named Jim Dale, an uh, amazing UK actor. He voices uh, everybody and um, like the, the entire thing. And so one, uh, Hermione is Hermione. It's a, the more sort of um, colloquial uh, adjusted. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong. And, uh, and also Voldemort is said Voldemort as opposed to Voldemort with the T at the end of it. That uh, is actually, and, I think, correct. Like, I think that um, J.K. Rowling came out and said originally that that was the pronunciation. It, it yeah. should be Voldemort, but then, like, in the movies and stuff, they went with Voldemort. Okay, but uh, it's J.K. He, Rowling... It's he who must not be named. <laughs> correct. <Yeah. Okay. laughs> and also, she's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, so oh. I'll just say my... Hard tease, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, like she, she, they fixed it for the movies. It's a Voldemort now, but it's definitely always been Hermione. Whoa, wait, Paul's allowed to point that out about J.K. Rowling, and I'm not allowed to point that out about Brie Larson. Come on, Ooh. she's not a. Is Brie Larson what a turf? Are you talking about art. Mm, we are getting. Sorry, this goes back like numbers of podcasts. You're so mad that she, she had to save the day because the boys couldn't get it done. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I'm sore about that. Man, it's a salty <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> Anyways, do we have anything to talk about this? Otherwise, we're going to move to reviews and recommendations. Sorry, what, what was, what's the actual rumor, though? Like, oh, Hagrid and Voldemort are going to be in this Fantastic Beast movie? Oh, for fuck's sake. What? What's, Actually, I don't, I'm, I'm okay with that. I feel uh, like the first one was good. The second one was so off the rails because they were just yeah. thinking about making a third movie. Maybe this is what saves it, right? Wasn't yeah. Voldemort... No, he wasn't. He wasn't. It was... Uh, it was uh, Johnny Depp playing the other one. D- Stop! This is prequel traps. Falling into the shit. It's not working, so cram in shit from the stuff that did work. 
Just stop then if it's not working. It's prequels and there's a timeline. I can. Paul. I can. Uh, it's not cramming it in. It is cramming it in. Cramming the Death Star being built. I don't care. There it is. There's the connection. I was just about to say, I can chart Paul's complaint rants uh, about source content and going back to things and tropes. And it's, I love it though. I love it. It's hilarious, Paul. I'm consistent. And this is like, <laughs> yep. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. It was an interesting idea to cast Donnie Depp as Donnie Depp. Grindelwald. That was cool. I was interested in seeing, even though it's prequilly, I was interested in seeing a different villain and a different arc and how that all happened. I, I was very interested. You ballsed it up so terribly though in the second movie. But come on, keep if you gotta if you have to plow ahead with a third one. Fix it. Fix that. Don't just bring in a villain that that worked differently. Stupid. I'm kind of with Paul on the second one. The second one was like, that was one of the worst movies made last year. Was it not? Mm. It was right awful. Up there. It's right up there. I wouldn't say it was the worst, but it was def- definitely disappointing. A Razzie worth. It, it was. And then you had Jude Law playing Dumbledore, and it was like, oh, great. Well, I I could actually see that a little bit more of the relationship between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. You know, but but they skipped over that even. They didn't have the actual courage yeah. to show a gay relationship happening and then falling apart, so they skipped to the afterwards of it. Yeah. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. The it's a it's so wild how well paced out and planned out the original Harry Potter books are to contrast with these Fantastic Beasts movies, which are sloppy trash. Money grab, milk in the cow to death, baloney. At least Ezra Miller isn't going to be in the third one. Is that confirmed? Oh, that woman beater? Nope. Here we go. <laughs> Truly, what a mess. Okay, that was great. <laughs> Westworld, I don't reckon we're all caught up. No? No. Oh, I am. Um, I watched it last night. Great. So I'm just going to say um, <laughs> we just finished episode five. I think episodes four and five were sort of the greatest ones uh, uh, to me, uh, you know, separate of, of episode one anyways. There's a, a big, big drop in episode four and the world building and Caleb, uh, what's his name? Aaron Paul's acting, uh, his character Caleb, yeah. got a real showcase yeah. uh, this week on uh, on Westworld uh, episode five. Highly recommendation. We're not going to get into it, obviously, for spoilies, but um, I'm enjoying the heck out of it and still... The music. Mm. Um, bless you, uh, Raman, uh, 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 music guy. Music guy. This was the first, one of the first uh, episodes actually of this season where I was like actually recognized full on a song when it came on. Oh, yeah. In, hey? this, in this last episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not really spoilery. The, the song is not really spoilery to anything, is it? No, I don't think so. Oh, isn't it, Brian? Isn't it? Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> no, okay, I'm not going to talk about it, but it, it's recognizable. It's a pretty cool moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, probably the coolest moment in the very first episode to me was um, Dolores' transforming dress. And uh, What the fuck? Uh, have you not even seen the first episode? <laughs> no, I'm... I'm <laughs> okay, well, that's not a away. spoiler. Don't frickin' anyways. Um, yeah, so Raman Jawadi has done, he was doing a cover, I believe, of a Massive Attack song at that point, and um, and then, yeah, some more, it's been more subtle this uh, this season, the uh, the covers, but last night's cover was definitely very uh, recognizable, And but just the, the general scoring of the show uh, as well, 
it just it's it it draws me in. And again, these are episodes that I am watching generally twice, mm. and so the music just has a really great effect on me. I'm I really love and appreciate and respect what Raman Jawadi is doing with this. Um, and speaking of subtlety as well, we talked about before, and I mentioned that it's really neat to watch this show and see the world they've built for the not too distant future as being um, a balance between uh, utopia and dystopia. And yeah. also what I'm loving as well, like when you mention the, the dress, right? Or like there's been other instances of technology that's like very realistic. It's like it's it's fantastical in that obviously it doesn't exist now, but, but it's still very plausible. Very plausible. Very, very plausible as an extension of what we could do. It's very imaginative in that way. Um, I've, I've always thought about that, like reaching back to how the original cell phone and the flip phone was, you know, a, um, a, a replication of or like a trying to get to the classic Star Trek communicator. And, mm -hmm. you know, for Gene Roddenberry or whoever to invent a communicator at that time was like fantastical. It was like so far reaching, you know, that a phone would not plug into a wall. Um, and, and, I've, and I've often thought like that. And, you know, it's like there's all those memes that's like shows the Star Trek technology and then 30 or 20 years later or whatever, there's like the real world counterpart. And and that it's like really slowed down because what what more what more could we possibly do? But Westworld is doing that wonderful thing where it's like being really imaginative and thinking up things and technologies and and differences in the world between now and then. And I I'm, I'm loving that. And that's just the icing on top of like a show that's really really good this season. Two things. First, um, the. The technology in, in Westworld, like, the technology that comes up in fantasy movies is very extreme and I think very sort of impractical, where actual technology progresses in practical ways. We don't have flying cars, but we do have mm -hmm. electric, you know, semi-self-driving cars. And right. I love that Westworld is not going too crazy far into the future about that. That was my first thing. Right. The, the second thing is, who is washing their dishes? Sounds like Kirsten's eating. Literally dish sounds. Who is... What's happening? Not me. Kirsten. It stopped and nobody's admitting to anything and I haven't heard from Kirsten in 10 uh, seconds. Okay. She's muted. She's muted now. She's gotta wash those dishes. That's so funny. <laughs> Washing your dishes like outside or what? what is going I on there? I know. Because I, I hear birds and stuff too. <laughs> <I'm asking. laughs> oh my Still God. Happening. <laughs> Kirsten, please check in. Let's just make sure you're alive. Are you there? <laughs> what are you doing? Was that you hitting the unmute button? I can't mute. I can't mute. Any, they can't mute anything. But I'm trying to not listen to your conversation about Westworld because I don't want spoilers. Um, oh, that's why you're not. Dishes. So she's eating meatloaf in the background. Oh or something. We're not spoiling. We're on purpose. Not spoiling for you. <laughs> All right, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey guys, I uh, I gotta sign off. No, I want to hear your review of Trolls World Tour. Cool guy. Oh, uh, I don't know. It was it was a Trolls movie, and I learned that uh, <clears throat> my my son identifies most with uh, reggaeton music. <gasps> no, <laughs> wow, yeah. interesting. If yeah. you really have to go, I can I can give it a quick review. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a the, the the one thing I'll say is that it's funny because that came out. Uh, on streaming 
on Friday, and the exact same day that came out, fucking Justin Timberlake does an interview saying that uh, 24-hour parenting is not human. Right, right. He was complaining about having to take care of his kid 24 hours a day at their ranch where they're (laughs) self-isolating. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Shut it up. So that's all I'll say. Dude, they have one no. kid, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one he's child. one child. He's yeah. one child. So, Brian, we love you. Have fun hobnobbing with rock stars on a Zoom chat. Uh, where can we find you on something? Wait, can you not go yet, Brian? Do you have a few minutes still? I've got, I've got to go <laughs> now. Okay. Well. That's like, I want to talk about Trolls World. I know. I'll, I'll do it on it. behalf of Brian. See you, fancy boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fancy, fancy boy. Bye, Brian. Bye, Brian. Love we you. love you. guys. Love you. Uh, okay, well, what Wait, I was going to ask hang up? Brian was, is like, <laughs> what? what did he say? I don't know how to hang up. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, boy. Oh. Kirsten doesn't know how to mute. <laughs> Brian doesn't know how to hang up. <laughs> that was a close totally one. giving me the option to join. Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm Bye. hanging up. Bye, guys. <laughs> that was awesome. This, yeah, watch. I was about to be like, stupid Brian's a dumb asshole. Do you guys agree or what? <laughs> but, Paul, what were you saying? Well, the question I was going to ask Brian was like, when he says it's a trolls movie, I I don't know really what that means. I don't, Kirsten, can you like, if you're familiar with this, I wanted Brian because I know he watches just every, you know, uh, kids movie that gets shit out. Mm-hmm. So where on the pantheon of like, you know, if the gold standard is Pixar and their high tier, and then the bottom standard, what's the what's the worst kids movie that comes out these days? Is it Smurfs or no? There was that one. It was called like Planes, and I forget who it was by. <laughs> who did that? Oh, Jeez. wasn't it a spinoff of Cars? Wouldn't that be Pixar? Yeah, no, it wasn't Pixar. It was like some weird, like other, like half company. I don't. It was remember. a knockoff. Yeah, it was like a weird oh. knockoff one. But they do all these weird Shit. knockoff movies. It's like they'll hear they'll hear that like. A new, I don't know, like like Soul, for instance, is coming out, and then they'll put out a movie that's like kind of like Soul. They'll, they'll call it Soulful, <laughs> and then people will get confused and download it instead. Are you talking about like when when Pacific Rim came out with all the the, the kaiju and the and the mech and the monsters and everything? That uh. this other movie called Atlantic Rim came out at about the same time. You talking about that? <laughs> sort of like that, except it's like specifically this distributor distribute right. Okay, so Kirsten, there is. A Disney Planes, which seems to be like exactly like Cars. Mm-hmm. I think the production company you're maybe talking about is Disney Toon Studios. No, but that I'm is definitely a Disney else, thing. But... Anyway. And then there's a there's a knockoff called Wings. <laughs> yeah, and it looks the same except shittier. Not by Disney, and it stars the voices of Josh Duhamel, Hilary Duff, Rob Schneider, and two <laughs> and Tom Skerritt. What? Wow. Yeah, that's probably who do who distributes that? Who um that? there's no name on it. No one wants to take But like uh, the planes yeah. is a Disney thing. It looks to be a spin-off of cars, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm thinking of Wings wow. then, obviously. And not the eighties TV show. Anyway, <laughs> um Trolls is what, Universal? Is that who it is? Anyway, uh, like I would f- say that they're probably on the lower pantheon of like kids' movies. But yeah. the original Trolls movie <laughs> It, I love the original Trolls movie. I think it's so much fun to watch as an adult because it's like, it's like a fucking like drug fueled <laughs> what the fuck is going on movie, but like in the best way. Like, it's so colorful and bright, and there's pop music, and there's just like weird shit. It's almost like a like a Tim and Eric sketch, like the weird shit that happens wow. during it. Like, like there's like a weird cloud. I I don't. I can't even. It's like a fever dream, but in the best possible way. 
Kirsten, it's DreamWorks Animation. DreamWorks does trolls. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so there's some pedigree behind it. Okay, but DreamWorks is... Is that Boss Baby? Because that's all shit. Yeah, that was so bad. Fucking that awful. Bad. I think Boss Baby is... Uh, imagina- uh, imagi- what's it called? Imagination? Who knows? I think. Anyway, the first trolls... I really en- I didn't think I was going to super enjoy it, but I did. Like it was it was just really fun and had some of that really weird quirky humor that kind of as an adult you're like what the fuck is this? And as a kid you're probably like, "Ooh, bright colors." I don't know. Because <laughs> like, you're hopefully not getting the the drug references. Um oh. <laughs> This uh second one though was not great. Like First of all, it made me sick because I like rock music and like the whole premise of this movie is like it's like the trolls from the first movie are pop trolls and then there's rock trolls and the reggaeton trolls and the country music trolls and it's like the rock trolls are the bad guys in this movie and I'm like, but I like rock music. Am I a bad guy? Yeah, I don't care for that at all, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was, I don't know, like Ozzy Osbourne has a, ca- a cameo in it, which is kind of cool. Whoa. Um, there's like Kelly Clarkson in it. Like, it's got a really big cast, but I just don't think that, I, I don't know, it wasn't, I'm glad that I watched it on TV. I mean, I guess if you're going to pick a popular type of music to make your villains right now, unfortunately, especially in the United States, you're going to pick rock music because it's, you know, like, yeah, the, just the way it's characterized. We, it's, could, we could turn this into a music discussion pretty quickly, but... Um, it's just mm-hmm. yeah, that's too bad, and but it makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so many parents watched it this weekend because, but a lot of them were complaining about the pricing structure because I believe it was twenty dollars, but you get it for forty eight hours, so you're not buying it. And then a bunch of people were like, "Well, why would I pay twenty dollars for this?" Like, blah blah blah. But it's because it's that at home release, right? So it's like if you were going to take your two kids to the movie, like that's going to cost more than twenty dollars. Yeah, and sitting at home with your kids, they're not necessarily going to sit at sit still for an entire movie, um, where they might in the theater. So, no. and you get it for forty eight hours, so they can rewatch it as many times as they want. Exactly. So exactly. I think it's it's a very reasonable cost. It's just like it's weird because we're we're getting used to it, right? But I think the the twenty dollars for forty eight hours is a reasonable cost for a new release movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, okay, so some information, Boss Baby. Uh, is a DreamWorks movie, so fuck DreamWorks. It's distributed both by Fox and Universal. Yeah, so uh, all of the DreamWorks animation movies are, I think, trash, honestly. Um, Megamind, and isn't that like Minions and all that as well? Like, if I had, like, starting off with The Prince of Egypt, ugh, oh God. you know, all the way back, Madagascar, wow. Kung Fu Panda, a <laughs> bit of a bright spot, but still similar, Monsters vs. Aliens, how to Train Your Dragon, okay, another bright spot. But if I had kids, I would just, if they brought a G- DreamWorks DVD into my house, I would disown them. Dude, you just <laughs> mentioned, like, two of the most beloved what? franchises oh, there. Also Shrek. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, Shrek. Nope, and right. How to Train Your Dragon. I think they're doing pretty good there, DreamWorks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the percentage? Because you got, you got Shrek. Okay, that's good. How to Train Your Dragon. But then you got... Boss Baby Trolls the Crudes. Yeah, maybe some of their newer stuff hasn't been that good. Monsters vs. Alien, Madagascar, which is awful and unwatchable. Oh, God, that was so bad. Um, and then Wings, the knockoff of Planes, is actually a Russian animated movie. Wow. That was redone with those American voices that I mentioned before. Bizarre. Yeah. That's so weird. 
Polly, let's talk about this New York Times article about the enduring, the weirdly enduring appeal of Weird Al Yankovic. Um, so I didn't read it. I s- <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you say that a little louder, please? <laughs> um, Art's, I didn't quite Art's catch that. At me. <laughs> okay, because because because. You, sorry, what? Because you you didn't you didn't. I didn't it read it. Oh, with your eyes, which is better. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I think it would have been better because I didn't care for the narrator of the podcast that I listen to that reads the article out loud. <laughs> the narrator was fine. Wait, is that a, wait? Is, I'm sorry. Is that a literal thing? Somebody reads a New York Times article out loud on a podcast? Yeah. Here's the thing. The New York Times has a partnership with Autumn, A-U-D-M, and they read a lot of long-form stuff. So yeah, Polly and I both uh, <laughs> enjoyed, consumed, did not read this wonderful article about Weird Al Yankovic. At least he admitted it. Yeah, oh, fully. Well, because here's the thing. Last <sighs> okay, It was late Kirsten. last week. Uh, I saw that Weird Al put out a thing on his uh, social media saying like, oh, there's a really nice thing about me in the New York Times. Thanks so much, whatever. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll get around to reading that. And then the the podcast showed up before I did get around to reading it. But guess what? When I did follow the link to the article, I wouldn't have been able to read it anyways because I don't have a subscription to the New York Times. And that's the model that they're chasing pretty hard in the United States right now, which is interesting because I think they're doing quite well uh, changing into a online subscription-based model that's supplemented by their podcast, The Daily, which is really popular and a really well-listened-to uh, podcast. So that's where I fell. I subscribed to The Daily. That's where this showed up on Sunday, which was such a nice departure from the rest of the week on The Daily, obviously, and on many podcasts, had been you know uh, just drowning in COVID shit, as you can imagine. And at various levels of depressing, but always depressing. And and so this was uh, no mention of COVID for the entire thing. And it just was a read out loud uh, article that was written about Weird Al. And it really was fantastic. And, it's, and it reinforced a lot of the things that I've been saying for years, I think on this very podcast even, about Weird Al. And the fact that he, they don't say this, but he's the greatest entertainer of our generation. It's true. They just... Right? They just keep reinforcing, like, how long he has been popular and with what a wide uh, audience, how incredible a live performer he is and so consistent in that space, how hard he works on his art form, which is silly, novelty parody songs. But the amount of effort that he puts into every single one is fascinating. Um, the uh, the profile of him as a person makes you fall in love with him even more. The way that he's just so like polite to a fault and nice and won't swear and creative and loving all those things. It was like it was so wonderful. The only thing I'll say is that like yeah, whoever they got to read, it's interesting, bud, because you listen to the podcast, right? Yes. So the podcast starts off with an introduction uh, that's not written from the writer of the article yeah and then switches to a narrator and yeah i would have much preferred the writer to just read it because the narrator a lot of times there was like 
uh, these moments where I could tell he wasn't selling it or he wasn't acting it. You know what I mean? Like he'd be describing a quote that someone had said and rather than read it in the way that it's very likely that person had said that quote, he just read it very monotonely. And so that was the only thing that bumped me and I wish that the writer would have wrote, would have read it out loud. But anyways, Didn't read it out loud because that's not you know that's not Sam Anderson's discipline. You know he he wrote the thing right. and, he, and also he got some amazing access to Weird Al. Um, but yes, I yeah. do agree with you that possibly some of the um, some of the heartfeltness of the writing of the article may have been lost by it going through a narrator. How long is this podcast? Fifty eight minutes, fifty one seconds. Kirsten is out. Huh. Well, no, I'm just thinking, like, because I, I kind of like this idea. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, as much as I get on you about reading versus listening to books. Yeah. Um, because sometimes, like, those big New Yorker articles or big, uh, what's, the, what's the other one? There's another one that they do all these, like, op-ed things. Like, I'm interested to read them, but then I see how long they are, and I'm like, I have no time for this right now. But the the fact that I can consume them as a as a podcast is really interesting to me. Oh, you know, look at I'm As much as I've yelled and screamed about... The difference between listening versus reading, we've said, too, that, like, the value is certainly still there in consuming things with your ears. And, you know, I know I know people who well, swear. Well, how we ha- make a living. Well, that, too. That, too. But, like, you know, and, you know, be, beyond just, well, yeah, certainly. But I'm talking about, like, having a, a written thing that was written for, for words read out loud to you. You know, as and as much as Bud swears by audiobooks, I know lots of people who swear by audiobooks, and wh- and why not? Certainly, and for articles like this, exactly. Like I loved doing it at the same time as I was playing video games or you know puttering in the garden or what have you. So yeah, um, yeah. I hope they do it more. Honestly, I don't know if they do that every week or whatever. It's the first one that caught my attention. But uh, it is a wonderful thing, for sure. Cool. Yeah, this article is fantastic because this uh, the author, Sam Anderson, got a few days access to Weird Al, not only uh, in concert and backstage, but at his home, going for a hike with his family. And there is, there's such a great amount of insight into, you know, not only his family, but Weird Al himself and what kind of, you know, just wholesome giving person that he is i am really really glad to have come across this article regardless of the um of the format that i that i consumed it in it's a really great profile and history uh about weird al and i would highly highly recommend uh that you read or listen to it i will listen yeah yeah listen to a person and and that's why it, it, it like while i was listening to it in many ways weird al and this is always the case but Weird Al reminds me of Webmeister Bud in his certainly his wholesomeness. If you were to ask Weird Al about cock looking, I'm sure he would uh. blush and shy away from that. But also <laughs> in his like, you're like, well, certainly your create your creativity, and then also your like silliness and your sense of humor, all of that Jeez. stuff. I was like, oh my god, it's like I'm listening to a profile of Webmeister Bud a little bit. That's incredibly sweet. High praise. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. Weird, Meister Bud. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> See, the fact, the fact that you you laughed at that, that's just how nice of a person you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Um, all right. Are we covering anything else? I think we're at the end of the pod. I just want to say that I finished Tiger King over oh, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yes. And everybody saying that it's the greatest documentary ever made needs to check themselves. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Who's saying that? Seriously. I've heard that. The hyperbole mm-hmm. on that stupid doc. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's entertaining as hell. Of don't, course, get me, yeah. don't get me wrong. Um, but, anyways, yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to say about 
Tiger King. Uh, yeah, it, this thing is blown up with a lot of, you know, social media success, as it were. And, and, and yeah, coming down to it, that's very unsurprising. I haven't even bothered with it. Uh, it's it's almost too popular to bother with now. I'll just sit here and remain uncool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also can uh, recommend a, sh- uh, a movie that is on Crave TV right now called Funny Tweets. And especially for in Victoria here, um, a lot of it almost centers on a guy named Dan Duvall, who you might know, who like... Oh, Dan Duvall's a local comedian. Yes. And so Dan Duvall, uh, he got very popular and remains very popular on Twitter because he writes jokes and a few of them, like quite a few of them have gone viral. And so like his following count is through the roof and um, he like continues to have really successful tweets. And from that, he's actually gotten jobs writing in Hollywood. And so this documentary, what, what's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Art's leaving, everyone. Oh, bye, Art. We love bye, you. Bye, Art Aronson Art. on what's socials up? between the stammers. Uh, maybe. No hockey. Never mind. <laughs> bye. They're saying bye to you. Oh, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he unplugged his headphones. So, so yeah, Dan Duvall is very central in this movie, um, but it, uh, it also has uh, writers for, like, Family Guy and The Simpsons and uh, Modern Family. Andy Richter from The Conan Show is on it. Um, and they all kind of just talk about and profile how um, tweets and funny tweets, you know, are a thing in the world and the force that they are. And uh, it was pretty good. I would, if you're into jokes and tweet Twitter and stuff like that, it was a, it was a pretty good watch. It's on Crave. What's it called again? Funny tweets. Nice. And it's on Crave TV. Yep. That's so cool. I got one more recommendation. I watched The Gentleman. Hmm. That's the uh, new... Fuck, I don't know any details about this movie. Who is it? Who's the guy? Who's the British guy? He used to be married to guy, Madonna. No, Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie. Oh, okay. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. New Guy Ritchie movie. Um, it was really good. I wish I had more details about it in front of me so I could tell you <laughs> who else is in this movie. But it's like a, it's like a gangster movie. It's got... Um, Oh fuck! This is too- can somebody Pierce Brosnan's in it, oh. but like not pay- playing a regular Pierce Brosnan role. It's really interesting. It's got uh, Matthew McConaughey in it uh, and a couple other famous people. But basically, the story it's like a gangster movie about uh, weed and pot in in London, and it's really good. It's a really fun watch. I would recommend it. Your favorite Colin Farrell's in it as well. I don't know if Colin Farrell. Okay, and Hugh Grant. Oh, that's who I was thinking of, not Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Hugh Grant is in it. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey leads it, but yeah, Andy Hugh Grant. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, definitely recommend it. Um, it was it was a really fun, good watch. Guy Ritchie movie. It's out on uh, renting things now. <laughs> good old renting things. Go to rentingthings.com. <laughs> I have all the information in front of me, as you can tell. <laughs> Very well prepared. <laughs> All right, then, let's have a hello from another member of the Zones podcast family. Yo, what's up, you guys? (laughs) If you think you'd like the spiciest hot takes of two millennial ding-dongs from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, then you should listen to the PJ Party podcast. It's highlights of our show that we do on the Zone at 91.3 and some trash talk about other things. (laughs) That's true. It's just trash. (laughs) So get it wherever you get your podcasts. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that like button. Also, there's a blog on thezone.fm, so please look at that so it's not wasted my time. Yeah. You can find us all podcasting at thezone.fm slash podcast. Kirsten James, where can we find you on Instagram or elsewhere? Should I get a TikTok? Yes. Now. Do you have a TikTok, Paul? I'm going to circle on our Star Wars calendar three weeks from now when TikTok will flame out and go (laughs) away forever. 
And then, <laughs> Good luck, and then man. we can just have that as a caboose on the Paul is Right train. No. Okay, do it now. It'll flame out. It'll flame out. I swear to God. It's creative for sure. I mean, you don't need to make content. Just... Just go there and watch. It's it's great stuff. I really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, f- yeah. Or just stay on Instagram where all the good stuff from TikTok eventually trickles <laughs> to anyways. Uh, well, I'll have to admit he's not wrong. Okay, right. And then Instagram and Facebook will buy TikTok in four weeks from now. Oh, wow. And then they will in- institute all the editing and all the shit that you can do on TikTok onto Instagram stories and then Facebook stories. And then... Forty-year-old uh, people will get on it and be bad at it and start fighting about politics and ruin it as well. Okay. Here's my what's up tick Facebook handle. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kirsten dot James. That was great. <laughs> Paul Plastino. Um, yeah, at Paul Plastino. Uh, Art Aaron sent on all socials and between the sta- I don't even know if between the stammers is happening actually. Yeah. Um, He's like doing it, but not with Caleb. It's weird. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I love how none of us actually listen to his pod. I'm sorry. That's awful. We're bad. Okay. Anyway. I have um, listened to it. Okay. I have also. Uh, Boitano913 on Instagram. <laughs> DJ Boitano on Twitter. and I, don't, I can't remember. I, it's Just just fine. DJ Boitano. Uh, and I'm Webmeister Button on all socials. Thank you for listening to the 80th. Wow. Geek Out podcast from The Zone. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't touch anything. Love you all. Bye. Not even your penis holes. No, oh, geez. too late. No, that could still be in. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.